Well, let's take our Bibles this morning. Let's hold them up and let's say the words that are going to be up on the screen. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. It is the indestructible, incorruptible, everlasting, living Word of God. I receive it now by faith and I believe that my life will forever be changed. Let's pray. Father, we do believe that your word has the power to change our lives. And Lord, as I minister this message today on choosing our legacy, Lord, take the words, the scriptures that I use today in teaching this message and minister it individually to every person listening. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today my prayer is that as I minister this message, the Holy Spirit will minister to you exactly what you need to get out of this message. You ready to receive today? We're going to be wrapping up our series. We've been in a series called Legacy, Leave Your Mark. And really, legacy is about the mark that we leave in life. We've learned this so about our legacy. Our legacy is our life. Everyone leaves a legacy, but you can choose the legacy you leave. And in choosing the legacy you leave, what you're doing is, is you're choosing how you're going to live your life. Now, now let me speak to the current circumstances. With the weightiness of everything that's going on, you see, it's not just about the sickness it's also what that causes, the disunity. You know, it's, it's all the other things, the hardships on family. Certainly, the sickness itself is awful. I, I mean, I've had family members and close people struggle with that. And we pray over this. But then there's this domino effect. So you see, right now, more than ever, you need to go ahead and choose how you're going to live. Choose your legacy because you don't want these circumstances that we're in putting such pressure on you that you choose hmm, in light of what's happening. No, no, no. Come on, let's choose what God wants us to choose. And thereby, if we choose, make these godly choices, we'll build a godly legacy. Come on, and we will have a good life. And so let's get into this message today, and it's actually part two. I, I started this message last week, Choose Your Legacy. But go with me, if you will, to the book of Genesis, and let's look once again at the patriarch Abraham's life. He's a wonderful example of someone who built a godly legacy. He chose a godly legacy, and he left this amazing legacy. Genesis 18, starting with verse 18. For Abraham will certainly become a great and mighty nation. And all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. I have singled him out so that he will direct his sons and their families to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. Then I will do for Abraham all that I have promised. Wow, that, that's an incredible legacy that Abraham left. Here was the legacy. All the nations of the earth would be blessed through his life as the result of the way Abraham lived his life. Then you and I are blessed today. 
Now we do know this. We know that out of the lineage of Abraham came Christ. And Christ was the fulfillment of that legacy. All people's groups in the world are blessed through Christ. He's the Savior of the world. What a legacy. Let me define legacy for you. Here's just the dictionary definition. Legacy is something valuable handed down from one generation to the next. Legacy can also be defined as laying a foundation for future impact. Now now listen, I'm speaking to you as followers of Christ. We're called to make an impact for Christ. We're called to make an impact in this life. And if we make an impact in this life, then we'll also leave a legacy that will continue to impact people for Christ even when we're no longer on this earth. Wow. You're called to pass down your faith to the next generation. And your family, you're called to do that. I hope you're aware. I hope that is the uh, way high on your radar. Now, we watch college football in our house. My husband, he loves college football. And, you know, we have our little teams that, you know, we support and stuff. But the most important thing is not that our sons know we're this team and we root for this or for the NFL. If you're, no, no, no. Come, come on, the most important thing, and I would say for some people, there nothing wrong with being a football family, but we got to be a Jesus family first. Come, come on. And so you've got to pass down your faith. As your church, we are committed to helping you reach those generations. And listen, we're committed to reaching every generation and impacting them with Christ. We've got our senior, seniors golden group meeting today. And if you, if you fit in that age group, and you cannot come if you don't, because it, once you go there, you will want to come back. So if you're not a senior, you cannot go. Because it will be so much fun, you're going to... Be tempted to lie that you're older than you are. Because Steve and Sarah Shack do an amazing job. They feed you a free, I'm telling you, they do. So if you are a senior, you will just have a blast going to that group. Listen, we want to reach every generation. And then we've got our preschool over there. We've got a nurse. We've got our teens meeting. And, and parents, if you have a youth, we've got some great news coming on some good changes that we're making in ministering to our youth coming forward. Listen, we want to help you pass down your faith because the greatest thing you can do in your family is pass down your faith in God to the next generation. The greatest thing we can do in this community as a church is to pass on our faith to this community. Wow, what a legacy. We got to choose our legacy. Now, let's talk about Abraham's legacy for just a moment. Because while Christ was the fulfillment of that legacy, really Abraham built that legacy. God used a man to build that legacy. And here's what we learn about Abraham's legacy. Abraham's legacy was built on God's promise to him. Abraham chose his legacy. And how did he choose his legacy? He chose his legacy by choosing to put his faith in the promise God made to him. Now, here's the promise God made to him. The promise God made to him is simply this. I will bless you and make you a blessing. I will bless you and make you a blessing. Now, can I say this to all of us here today? All of us, that's our legacy. 
That's the big picture legacy. Now, the way Abraham was blessed, the way he became a blessing may be specific to his life. But in Christ, all of us can choose that promise. We're blessed and we can be a blessing. But Abraham put his faith in that promise. You want to choose a godly legacy? You want to pass down your faith? Then build your legacy on God's promise and put your faith in those promises. Let me just say this. We can choose to put our faith in God's promises. We can choose a godly legacy. Wow. Now, in choosing a godly legacy... It's easy to sit here in church Sunday morning. You got these pretty people around you, faith people around you. And yeah, I choose a godly legacy. I choose to experience the blessings of Christ in my life. I choose to be a blessing. Now, now let me just sneak this in here right here. When I say you choose the blessings of Christ, I'm not talking about material things. The blessings that God speaks of are not material things. Now, God's not against you having material things. God's not against you enjoying a nice car, you having a nice house, you, know, you, you get in a profession, getting a degree, and maybe taking a position or building a business. God's not against you prospering that way in this life. But these blessings that come to us in Christ, oh, they are so much more than material things. They are intangible but they are powerful they are peace they are joy they are literally the power of Christ in our life to cause us to prosper and do well in any given situation no matter what goes on in the world no matter how chaotic the world may be become we are blessed in Christ and not only are we blessed but then we reach out and we share that blessings with others. We're the church, folks. We are the church. We make a difference in this earth. We just don't sit back and say, well, there's a pandemic. Well, there's all this political unrest. We just got to live with it. No, no, no. We are blessed and we are a blessing. We're going to change things. And can, can I tell you something? We are a blessing to everyone. We will not let politics divide the church. We will not let cultural things divide the church. We will not let this pandemic divide us because we are first and foremost not American citizens, not politics. We're not Democrats, Republican, Libertarians. We are followers of Christ. Come on. Now, I, I, listen, I'm not against you taking a side. And we all know my side's right. <laughs> come, come on, is that how we all feel? I mean, if you don't think your side's right, get on the other side. <laughs> but in church, we're on God's side. This is holy ground in here. We're going to love everybody. We're going to serve everybody. We're going to treat everybody because the same because Jesus died for all of them. No, we're going to uphold the word of God. We are not moving off the word of God. Sometimes people may not like that fact, but we still love them. Now, back to my message. We're blessed, and we are a blessing. We can choose that legacy. But we started this last week, and I want to get back to it, and that is, I said last week it's all about the weights. 
say, Pastor Jane, what do you really mean when you say it's all about the weights? When I say it's all about the weights, what I'm referring to is how you weigh things in your life. Because see, like I was going to say a minute ago, sitting here in the church and around all these wonderful people, you could say, I choose that legacy. But then you get out in the world and you feel the pressure of the world and you're living and you have obstacles coming against you. Well, I chose that. Oh, I don't know if I can stick with my choice today. You ever wanted to change your choice you know we, we like to watch horse racing horse racing at my house and so when the kentucky derby comes around we pick a horse and have you ever wanted to as the race started can i change my pick <laughs> now listen you don't want to change your choice but i want to help you so that you don't and you need to weigh things properly because this world will weigh you down and it will tempt you to use inaccurate weights, to weigh things, to, to give more weight to things that you really shouldn't. But, but let me read you this passage, Proverbs 20, 23 and 24. It says, the Lord detests double standards. He is not pleased by dishonest scales. The Lord directs our steps. So why try to understand everything along the way? You see, sometimes we spend so much time weighing this and weighing that. The Lord says, don't try to understand that. He says, the scale you would use, that, that, that's out of your league. Don't try to judge. Trust me with that. But here's what we do know. We've got to use accurate weights. We don't have to understand everything, but we do need to weigh everything accurately. We need to use accurate weights. God says he hates dishonest scales. What does he mean by that? He means he hates dishonest scales because when you use dishonest scales, scales that aren't really telling you the right way to go, it's not measuring things accurately, you will make poor choices. And he does not want you making poor choices because it will diminish your peace. It will steal your joy. You won't prosper. You've got to use accurate weights. Now, here's the truth. If our weights are accurate, our choices will be good. And if our choices are good, our lives will be good. And if our lives are good, our legacies will be too. Mm. You see, how we weigh things will help us or hinder us in building a godly legacy. Let me just give you the definition of weight. Just the word weight, it means measurement of heaviness or mass. Uh, come on, measurement. That, that's a weight. That's a five-pound weight. Well, well sometimes we, we give God over here his word, five pounds. That's how we weigh it. And then we turn CNN on him, 10 pounds. Uh, come on, that's going to outweigh that. You, you determine the weight you give it. This Hebrew word that's used in this passage here also means building material. So your choices build your life, and your choices are based on how you weigh things. We just know the word weigh also means in a practical sense. It means to ponder in the mind, to be considered as important, to regard, to consider as worthy of notice. 
come, come on, what's worthy of your notice? You've probably done the same thing, but, you know, my phone's laying there, maybe being charged, and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm praying or doing something else, and I, a notification. Come on, and the notification is there, so you will notice. And then, I, and then I go in there and I notice somebody's having a birthday. I notice somebody tweeted something. Somebody's got this cute meme. And so before you know it, I'm scrolling, watching what all y'all doing, praying for some of you. <laughs> See, it grabbed my attention. Well, you got to know, you got to realize this. If you give notice to something, you're giving it weight. Hmm. That's why some of you are weighed down. Because in your mind, in your thoughts, you're giving some things way too much weight. Are you weighing things properly? You use inaccurate measurements and standard. Our lives and our legacies are dependent upon us using accurate weights. You say, well, Pastor Jane, how do I weigh everything? I'm so glad you asked because I got the answer right here. Go to John 17, or John 7, rather. John 7, 17. Jesus is praying and he's praying for us. And here's what he says to the Father God. He says, use the truth to make them holy. Your word is truth. Now, the word holy just means to separate. And God says, use your whole, use, use your, or Jesus says, you, God, use your word to separate them. How many of you like to be separated from anxiety? Separated from the chaos in the world. Separated from that. Separated from the weight, the burden. Separate them through your word. And then he says this, your word is truth. Wow. God's word is the perfect standard of measurement because it's the truth. Come on, I gotta say that again. God's word is the perfect standard of measurement because it's the truth. Some of you need some more truth. There's so much weighing on you right now and you gotta weigh things in light of the truth. And we got to believe like never before that what God says is truth. So many things being said. Now, now here's what's wonderful. Do you know when you open up your Bible, when you receive the truth that is in God's word, you're letting God weigh in on the situation? Come on, everybody else is weighing in. Boy, the Democrats make a speech, the Republicans weigh in. The Republicans make a speech, and the Democrats and the Independents, well, come on, you're watching a football game, everybody's weighing in. It's just something about America. Well, I, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. We can't do anything without somebody commentating about it, or being a commentator. It's like I said before, it's like the guy's got the ball, and we need somebody to tell us he's got the ball. We saw him catch the ball. But then there's somebody we're listening to. He caught the ball. Well, we see that. <laughs> but are you putting weight on other people's opinions? Now, listen, here's the way God created you. If you hear something, it will affect you. And 
the more you choose to hear it, the more it's going to affect you. Now, now understand this. I use the word choose because sometimes in a store, and I ain't choosing to listen to that, but it's coming in. And, and, or I'm not choosing some things that, that I hear. But when I choose to turn on that television, when I choose to watch that, now I understand we sometimes need to get the facts. But can I tell you this? If our measurement is off, everything else will be off too. What we hear, what we think, results in what we do. We've got to give weight to God's truth. I'll put it this way. We have to listen to the facts, but give more weight to the truth. You see a lot of facts, facts about what's going on in the world, political facts. It's not as hard to find out what's fact or fiction. But there are facts, facts about the pandemic. I, I keep my, so, you know, hey, let me check some facts. And then I got to go to several sites to really find the facts because I compare things. You got to do your homework. But let me say this. When we weigh everything in the light of the truth, it removes the burden of the facts. I get the facts, but then I got to weigh the facts against the light of the truth, and then it removes the burden of the facts. Facts can put a burden on us. Last week I went through, or I spent some time going through scriptures on this, and so I'm just going to touch on it today. And that is another thing we need to weigh is we need to weigh God's promises to build a godly legacy, to live well. We need to give weight to those promises. Hebrews 10.35 says this, So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings to you. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you'll receive all that he has promised. Wow, what a wonderful life when we receive all that God has promised. Those are those blessings, the blessings in Christ. And he says, what do you need? He said, don't cast away your confidence. Don't throw out your faith because things get tough. But hang in there. Come on, put weight on God's promises. Weigh them. Open the Bible. Notice them. Speak them. Give attention to them. And all of a sudden, you'll find that his promises are removing the burden of all the other things that are weighing on you. Listen, I know some things can weigh on you. I know some things can be weighing on your family. I know some things. I mean, man, I, I, you know, our boys are out of school now. One of them's still in college, but, you know, they're out. I don't have to take them to school anymore. Don't have to do that homework. Thank you, Jesus. Watching over homework and all that, huh? Oh, thank you. But in this season, where the kids are going to school and so much talk about all that's going on in a pandemic, and do we wear a mask, we won't wear, well, this kid does, that one doesn't, this school does, that does, this says, come on. You need to know the truth. You need to pray about what God would have you do and then live accordingly and don't worry about anybody else. Weigh the promises. 
giving his promises proper weight also gives us the ability to endure. We need some endurance. Our legacy is about God's promises affecting our days. Weigh those promises. Hold on to those promises. But here's what I want to deal with most of today. I want to talk about another way that we need to weigh things. Or maybe what we need to weigh. And I'm just going to put it this way. We need to weigh our days. Say, Pastor Jane, what do you mean by that? Well, let me read to you a passage of Scripture out of Psalm, Psalm 90, in verse 12. It says, teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. The days are tough right now. But this life is not all there is. Mm. We need to have an eternal mindset. Mm. Need to weigh our days. The psalmist said here, said, Lord, teach me. Teach me to realize that this life that I'm living right now is brief. When we realize that this life is brief, we will make some better decisions. In fact, we must foster an eternal mindset in the midst of this temporal life. This life is temporary. It's not our permanent home. Mm. Weigh your days. Can you give me that rope? How do you foster a eternal mindset and really weigh your days with this blue rope I'm going to say represents all of eternity and you can see man we got this wrapped up here if I were to let all this go it'd be long 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 this is eternity but this little portion right here about two inches there this little pink portion that's this life so you can see this life compared to all of eternity. But what does that do when you make that comparison? It, it doesn't make this life less than, it makes this life more important. Because what we do in this life affects all of eternity. And that's why the psalmist said, Teach me the brevity of my life. Because when I realize how short this is, I will be wiser. Every day counts. Wow. But then some days too, I'm going to remember that this life is not all there is. I'm going to remember that if something went wrong, God's going to make it up to me in eternity. Come on. I had the Lord say that to me one time. Something happened. It happened to be around a, a death that a family was experiencing. It was just untimely. I didn't think it should be. It wasn't time for this person to go. And you see the family hurting because it's kind of like a period was put in the middle of a sentence. It doesn't belong there. And so I was just saying, Lord, you, you know, this is not fair. And he said about the wife, speaking to me about the wife, he said, Jane, I've got all eternity to make it up to her and I will. Come on, because that film is kind of going through a loss right now. But it's not just about this life. Come on, it's not just about this life. Teach us, Lord, to know that our life here 
is short. When we realize how short this life is, we do better today. And here's another thing that an eternal mindset knows. You ready? This too shall pass. Come on. COVID-19, it's going to pass. Now, now, come on. The, the truth is, one party's in the White House now. There'll be another party in the future, another party after that. It goes back and forth. Your turn, our turn, their turn, in between. <laughs> but there's one that never gets off his throne. He rules over all. Come on. And he's our God. He's the one that we trust. Now, that doesn't mean we should vote. We should pray for who's ever in office. But, but this too shall pass. We don't make light of our troubles. We simply put them into perspective. An eternal mindset creates a godly perspective for all of our days on earth. And we need a godly perspective. Come on, you know what it's like when you take a plane ride? You go up high, that house looked so big, but then you get up there and you go, oh, that house isn't as big as I thought it was. Come on. Some of you need to take a spiritual plane ride. You need to get above it all. You need to realize you and God and Jesus and all of us, we're going to party throughout eternity. God's got some good things waiting on us. If we didn't get everything we wanted down here, he'll make it up to us. Listen to Psalm 39, verses 4 and 5. It says, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered, how fleeting my life is. You have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you at best. Each of us is but a breath. Now, now we, we only have so much time. So you've got to invest the time you have. Don't just spend the time. And then here's what you also need to know, and this is an eternal mindset. That said, Lord, my life is just a moment to you. Listen, in this life, sometimes when troubles are there and things are going crazy, we, we just need to say, give me a moment. G give me a moment if you ever been talking with your spouse and things aren't going too well and say, I need a moment. In this world, we may just say we need a moment. I need a moment to pull back and realize that this life isn't all there is. And while what I wanted or was believing for didn't happen, God, you've got all of eternity. Come on, I am banking on eternity. I'm going to build my legacy. I'm going to do good. I'm going to make every day count. I'm going to praise you, God. Come on. We're the church. And here's the thing. Wow, when we create an eternal mindset, an eternal mindset, we could put it this way, creates a godly perspective. And when we have an eternal mindset, it sets us up to make an eternal impact. That godly legacy. Now, now let's wrap this up. Got five minutes, so I can wrap this up, because here's the last thing I want to talk about when it comes to weighing talked about weighing your days. When it comes to weighing your days, it's also about what's happening in your days. And sometimes that's trouble. 
So you need to weigh your troubles accurately. Here's what Paul said writing to the church in Corinth. In Corinth. He said, 2 Corinthians 4.17, For our present troubles are small and won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. I like to just put it this way. God wants to put on a glorious production in our lives through the church. Come on, a glorious production right in the middle of trouble. But if you want God to work his work in you in the midst of trouble, then you're going to have to weigh your troubles in the light of God's power, in the light of what God is doing. No, no, let me say this. It's not about the trouble. It's about what God can and will do. Come on. Have we made it all about the trouble? Sometimes we do. We got away. Our troubles in the light of eternity. And when we do, we'll have the best possible perspective. We'll see that God can work in us and produce something in us of eternal value. What God can do in us outweighs the trouble around us. Come on, what God can do in you? Yeah, there's some trouble going on, but what God can work in you, this glorious production will outweigh what's going on around you. Eternal dividends. Would you like to be paid for the rest of your life? What is it, Publishers Clearinghouse? You could take all the millions or you can get paid for the rest of your life. Why not get paid through all eternity? Do something today. Let God work in you. The glorious production. Let me, let me give you the definition of glory as we wrap these things up. Can, can I just use you a very practical definition in defining glory? I'm going to use this illustration. Very natural, but sometimes we say, here comes Joe in all of his glory. Y- you know what I'm saying. That means Joe is being Joe. If he's a-, a sarcastic person, he is on it with his sarcasm. If he's a funny person, he's got his jokes going. Everybody's laughing. If he's the life of the party, he's out there. Come on. Joe is being Joe. All of his glory. Well, listen. God wants to show the world all of his glory through the church. He wants the world to see just how good he is, how great he is. He wants to see, he wants the world to see the forgiveness that has been offered them in Jesus Christ. God wants to work his character in us so others can see it through us. A glorious production. God's glory cannot be seen through us without it affecting us. Yeah, it'll affect us. But let's wrap this up today. We talk about building a legacy, being legacy builders. Legacy building is all about choosing to live beyond today's troubles. It's about creating an eternal impact. We allow our troubles to produce in us an eternal weight of glory. God can produce something in us that will out last 
what's going on around us. Wow. What he produces in us helps us create a powerful legacy. My final words. We choose our legacy. We live blessed and leave behind blessings that have an eternal impact. Did you get anything out of that today? I pray that you did.